Good morning. I am so happy to be here with you guys today. I'm going to start. Let's start with some scripture. Today's scripture comes from Matthew 3, 13 through 17. At that time, Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan River so that John would baptize him. John tried to stop him and said, I need to be baptized by you, yet you come to me. Jesus answered, allow me to be baptized now. This is necessary to fulfill all righteousness. So John agreed to baptize Jesus. When Jesus was baptized, he immediately came up out of the water. Heaven was opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God coming down like a dove and resting on him. A voice from heaven said, This is my son, who I dearly love. I find happiness in him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Amen. All right. I am so happy to be here with you guys again. Um, if you don't know me, my name is Katie Lamoureux, and I am a sen- seminary student at Austin Presbyterian Theological Seminary. Yeah, it's like this long. Um, And I am pursuing ordination in the United Methodist Church as an elder. In fact, all of my paperwork is due a week from today. So if I seem a little like this, that's why. Don't take it personally. It's a lot of paperwork. Yes, I'm very excited. Um, I'm also excited to share with you that I have been appointed as a pastor um, in Belton at what they call a brunch church, which is a ministry off of First United Methodist Church of Belton. And because I just wanted to be cool like my friend David, um, I am also a college minister at the University of Mayor Hardin-Baylor. So I will be asking him all the questions. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I'm very excited. Um, Despite all of that, I am thankful to be here this morning with you guys. So I get to take a breath and take a break from all of that and enjoy this this morning. So will you pray with me? God of all places, may we be present in this time together. May our ears hear what you have for us to hear, and may our hearts be opened to new wonders and knowledge. Amen. So I don't know about you, I feel like this year has gotten off to a little bit of a weird start. Like nothing bad, it's just weird, because Christmas was on a Sunday which to me makes sense because I feel like we should go to church on Christmas. I can handle that. But New Year's was also on a Sunday. And like I understand Christmas and New Year's are always on the same day of the week. But that totally like threw me off completely. Um, I woke up on New Year's like ready to watch the Rose Parade and watch football only to find out that it was all going to happen the next day. And I was so upset. (laughs) Like, what is this madness? So I started off my New Year's parade-less. I know! (laughs) Not exactly the way I was expecting to start my first day of the year. Also, I take the Rose Parade and football very seriously. Um, So this kind of had me thinking, how do I best start off a new year? So I don't know about you, but I 
sometimes try to do New Year's resolutions sometime. I came across a few that I thought were interesting. Um, they might be a little bit different than the ones that you have made. If not, no judgment, that's fine. Um, some of the ones that I found was um, a resolution to order every drink off the Starbucks menu. In that same vein, stop drinking my morning coffee after I brush my teeth. I totally do that. Um, See how many times I can watch my favorite TV show in a year back to back without getting bored of it. Um, Perfect my favorite celebrity impression. I don't really have one. Did you hear that? You're a celebrity. <laughs> oh, this one I can do. Learn the whole thriller dance before, th- uh, before Halloween. I, I, know, I used to totally know all of it. I don't know in it. Um, every time I type LOL or like the crying laughy face, I actually laugh out loud. Um, and then the last one, uh, break my New Year's resolution and not feel guilty about it at all. Yeah, that one, I think that one we can get around, right? So we get so excited about the possibilities in a new year. We set goals. We may choose a word um, for a theme of the year. But what is the best way that we can truly be better, our best, in 2023? And this is where I want to dive into our scripture. Now, you might be asking, what does Jesus' baptism have to do with my New Year's resolution? Just stick with me. We're going to get there. So looking at our scripture for today, in the liturgical calendar or the church calendar, today is the day we celebrate or commemorate or remember the baptism of Jesus. Our particular story that we read is from Matthew. But interestingly enough, Every single one of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all mention the baptism of Jesus. To me, that shows it's pretty important if all four, especially John, he's always the outlier. Like, if John actually mentions it, it's got to be important. So, what's happening right now? What is the context in which we join this story? Earlier in Matthew, Matthew 3, we're introduced to John, who wears camel skins for clothes, and eat locusts and wild honey. And he also baptizes people in the Jordan River. What a funny but also powerful image to think about. People are coming from all over to John to repent of their sins and to be baptized. In Matthew 3.11, which is right before our story, this is what John says about baptism. He says, I baptize with water those of you who have changed your hearts and your lives. The one who is coming after me is stronger than I am. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So, For just a little bit of background, Judaism, water held a significant role in Judaism. There was a ritual bath called the mitzvah, mikvah, sorry, mitzvah is totally different. (laughs) The mikvah, which 
people immersed themselves in for purity purposes. And this was not just a one-time thing. This was something that they did over and over again for purification. But there was no tradition like baptism at this time. The act of confessing your sins and then being baptized in the Jordan River was a like, new thing. It was a unique ritual. So if we recap, a guy was in the wilderness, wore camel skins for clothes, ate locusts and wild honey, is talking about a man who's coming and going to be the Messiah that's going to baptize him with the Holy Spirit. And he's asking people to repent of their sins and to cleanse themselves in the Jordan River. He sounds a little crazy. <laughs> but if we read, if we really read chapter 3, we can hear within the words that this was a powerful moment for the people of God. They were repenting of sins, and they were becoming cleansed, and they were learning about this new knowledge about God. I think it's an incredible image to think about people making their way from Jerusalem and other places, from all of Judea is what it says, to come and to be baptized by John. So we meet the story when it's time for Jesus to be baptized. John is obviously taken aback. Obviously, he thinks that Jesus should be the one baptizing, which, like, we totally get right. But Jesus insists that John is the one to baptize him. This story in Matthew is the only version that has dialogue between John and Jesus. And Jesus kind of, like, convinces him that He needs to baptize him. So this happens, and what happens next? The Holy Spirit in the form of a dove is present, and a voice from heaven claims that Jesus, as the Son of God, and the pride and the happiness God has for Jesus. If we've been to church regularly or even just a little bit, we're probably familiar with this story. But I want us to really pause and think about this story. Jesus, in the moment of his baptism, is in the full presence of God. The full presence of the Trinity. God, the Father, Jesus, the Son, and the Holy Spirit as a dove. They are all present in this moment. What a moment. So I see this moment of baptism of Jesus as a kind of commissioning, a start to his ministry. In Matthew, this is the first time we find Jesus in a public place after the birth narrative. And in the next few chapters goes to the temptation of Jesus in the desert when he picks his disciples and when he starts preaching including the Sermon on the Mount, which is probably the most famous sermon that we have for Jesus. Jesus started off full, full of the presence of God, full with the presence of the entire Trinity. And I think it was intentional. 
This moment was not only to remind people that Jesus is the divine, is God, but also that he is human, being baptized in the water just like all of the other people that came to be baptized. One that will start an incredible ministry that we will look back to still to this day and end with death and resurrection. For me, I hadn't really thought about the fact Jesus starting his ministry with the fullness of the Trinity before. And it really made me think, am I starting off fully in the presence of God? As I think about myself in the new year, my goals, all the things that I'm excited about, am I making sure that I am starting off fully in the presence of God? If we're baptized, when we are baptized, we are done so in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. When pastors are commissioned, (coughs) hopefully soon, and ordained, the bishop does the same thing. They lay hands and bless in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So we start off life as new Christians in the fullness of God, and those who are pastors, start their ministry off in the fullness of God. I wonder what would happen if we started out our year intentionally in the fullness of God. I want you to think about the ways that you might be able to start off your year in the fullness of God. We're only a weekend, you're not too late. <laughs> it might be intentional prayer. It might be finding a Bible reading plan. It might be joining a Bible study. It might be serving on the missions team that we saw and all of the wonderful work that your church is already doing. It might be getting involved in some sort of social justice issue that you feel passionate about. Or it might be something else. How might you start your year off in the fullness of God? Today, we're going to do something communally that will help at least affirm or reaffirm our relationship with God, and our living fullness with God. John Wesley, who is the founder of the United Methodist Church and the Methodist Movement, adapted a prayer that he grew up with that was from the Puritan tradition. And he spoke this prayer at the beginning of each year as a way to remember his baptismal covenant and for those around him to remember theirs. This covenant prayer describes the missional life devoted to following Jesus and serving as Christ's representative in the world he loves and is working to redeem. It tells us that being a Christian is more a way of life than a system of beliefs. The covenant prayer describes that Jesus, the Jesus way, is a self-giving, 
self-emptying love. John Wesley made this prayer an important part of the early Methodist traditions. It was more than just a single individual prayer that this prayer of renewal was. As the early Methodist class meetings gathered together to say this covenant prayer, they did it together. They prayed it collectively, that they would be able to hold this covenant not only as an individual believer, but communally together as a group. Baptisms are never done alone because it takes the full participation of the congregation to help raise that new Christian in the faith. So I think we have this. If not, we'll just repeat it. I invite us together to say a covenant prayer. This one, again, is adapted from John Wesley's covenant prayer. Because as we learn new things about the world and we learn new things about God, we are better able to say things about God. Let us start off the new year in the fullness of God with the prayer as we say it together. Oh, we do have it. All right. All right. So I'm going to let us all say it together. I am not my own self-made, self-reliant human being. In truth, O oh God, I am yours. Make me into what you will. Make me a neighbor with those whom you will. Guide me on the easy path for you. Guide me on the rocky road for you. Whether I am to step up for you or step aside for you. Whether I am to be lifted high for you or brought low for you whether I become full or empty with all these things, with nothing, I give all that I have and all that I am for you. So be it. And may I always remember that you, O oh God, and I belong to each other. Amen. Almighty God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you have now become our covenant friend. And I, through your infinite grace, have become your covenant servant. So be it. And let the covenant I have, we have made on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. Amen. <laughs>